This episode is brought to you by Kensington's newest anthology by Diana Palmer, Kate Pierce, and Rebecca Zanetti, Lone Wolf. Headlined by Western romance legend Diana Palmer, three celebrated New York Times bestselling authors combine their talents to celebrate the wildest version of man's best friend, the noble wolf. Each of the three novellas in Lone Wolf revolves around a loner hero, his wolf sidekick, and a heroine in danger who turns to him for help. Filled with sizzling tension, this thrilling collection of novellas is sure to resonate with readers. Lone Wolf is filled with cowboys, love, and Christmas. You can't go wrong. You can find Lone Wolf by Diana Palmer, Kate Pierce, and Rebecca Zanetti wherever books are sold. Find out more at kensingtonbooks.com. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out... Why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is dating tips for men. Let's do this. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep, we collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, I'm Natasha Chandel and you're listening to Kinda Dating. So for better or worse, Aisha and I are two young ladies, young (laughs) ladies hosting this podcast. And I'm aware that sometimes we focus on lady things. But uh, this episode is for our dudes. Um, So traditionally speaking, I think guys have the harder job when it comes to outreach, securing, and maintaining dates. And in a rare turn of events, it's one of those situations where you actually don't have the power. But there are ways to increase your odds, and that's what we're here to share with you today. So again, if you like today's episode, please rate and review this podcast wherever you get it and tell your friends and subscribe to it because that's how we grow. Thank you for all of your support. Always, we really appreciate it. Um, We're also on social media and Aisha's here. Aisha, where are we at on social media? We're at kind of dating across the board. My young lady friend. (laughs) Yes, very young lady. (laughs) Where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance across the board. <laughs> I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok. Uh, we also have merch available at tpublic.com, guys. So please support the podcast and get a t-shirt or, you know, for, I don't know, Mother's Day. Something's coming up. Give somebody a gift, a kind of dating gift. Um <laughs> We are so excited to have our friend back. He is a dating coach for men, founder of Dating Transformation, author of the book Dating Sucks But You Don't. And he's been featured in Ask Men, Playboy, Cosmo, Esquire. Welcome back, Connell Barrett. I'm very glad to be back. How are you guys doing today? We are wonderful from the last 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's uh it, it, we had a great episode with you um talking about confidence and now it's just it's fucking tips. The fun you stuff. Know, tips, techniques. Yes, we are one of those rare dating podcasts that we actually have a pretty decent split between male and female listeners. So 40% mm, okay. of our listeners are male. 
and uh and you know i i get it oftentimes we don't talk directly to them we give them advice through by way of being girls and here i think they hear our stories and are like writing it down in a book somewhere but you right. are here as the real life hitch to yes. uh <laughs> you know show us and show them and and adam's here our friend our our, our producer engineer our extraordinaire <laughs> friend guy adam hi <laughs> it's me uh you are going to be our our resident dude to be like again if i miss any questions here please jump in um sure and ask so uh you know i'm i'm going to jump right in cuz i think this is this is a big one guys date here's my my thing sometimes you yeah, play the long game but sometimes you play it a little too long and <laughs> uh and you get end up in the friend zone. Hmm. And you never get out of the friend zone. The dreaded so, friend zone. And we don't want to be there. No. No. Has it ever worked? I mean, I mean, Adam, I don't know if you can talk about it, but like Yeah, I, I can. Where you if you've been in something where you tried and thought like, "Oh, I, I'll work out of the friend zone." And it never fucking happens. Um, it never really like it, it's very hard without some sort of gap, I think, in the relationship. Like, I feel like like there was, like, someone who was a good friend of mine and we uh, we ended up just sort of being good friends and then, you know, uh, went to school, came back, like, a while later, and um, we were in a different place at that time and things, like, did kind of pair up a little better. But I think that if it hadn't been for that gap, it never would have been, you know, like, because you're just... They, they they lean on you like a friend, which is, you know, in some ways similar, but very different from a romantic partner. So, Connell, how do you how do guys get out of this dreaded friend zone? Great question. The first thing a guy needs to understand about the friend zone is that women don't really put us there. We put ourselves in the friend zone. We do it. It's not it's not something guys say, oh, she friend zoned me, but really you friend zoned yourself. Here's what I mean by that. There's really three, there's three kinds of social interactions we can have, not counting family members. There's friend to friend, you and your friends talking, being friendly. There's, let's, let's say man to woman, if we're talking about male, female relationships, let's call it romantic. And then the third is business. So right now, all of us, we're having a kind of a, biz, a business context oh, right we might be friend we might all get drinks later and then we're now we're in a friend to friend context right and of course then there's that romantic man to woman or maybe it's woman to woman or man to man all good but there's that romantic context right and with these three contexts come certain expectations where you both understand what the frame is what the mm -hmm. situation is so the reason why guys get in the friend zone is they go on a date or or they're talking to a woman who they want to be dating and they assert the friend-to-friend -friend frame accidentally by mm -hmm. default instead of the, I'm a man, you're a woman, let's connect romantically or see if we want to, see if we like each other. And I realized this through a lot of trial and error and failure and friend zoning <laughs> and going on a lot of dates when I first started working on my dating life 15 years ago. I went on lots of dates and I heard a lot of, 
oh, you're awesome, you're cool, you're funny, but I'm just not feeling it. Let's be friends. Mm -hmm. And of course, when a woman says, let's be friends, what she really means is, I don't even probably want to do that, but I'm trying to be nice to you. (laughs) Um, So so how do we get out of that? How do we smash out of that as a guy? First thing we want to do, and so the reason why I was being, I was in the friend zone is because I was actually being inauthentic with these women. I was Mm -hmm. being way too safe and not putting my feelings on the line. I wasn't quote unquote being a man. I wasn't leading. I wasn't uh, letting her know I thought, thought she was interesting or sexy or cool or dorky or or silly or clumsy, whatever the case may be. I was trying to tell her what I thought she wanted to hear. And I was also just kind of being really safe and not making any quote unquote moves. So it starts with just realizing, hey, wait a minute, there's a vibe. When a man, when a man and a woman go on a date, there's a there's a vibe. There's an emotional way to speak and talk. There's a, a sexual way with, you know, and not in a vulgar way, but there's like a sexual vibe mm-hmm. that a flirtiness that can and should arise in some way in, in a way that you're both comfortable with. And it's really about a wavelength. Before I get into the specific techniques, does this all make sense in terms of like the, the vibe, the wavelength? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like turning a channel. It's like go, it's like taking the remote control and turning it from the Disney Channel to, you know, Cinemax or, I don't <laughs> know, uh, 50 HBO or shades. HBO, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... So the first step is just realizing that, hey, you're on a date. Treat a woman like you're, she's a woman you're on a date with rather than you're not, you're not with your buddy at the bar. You're, at, you're on a date with a woman. So one of the simplest practical techniques I have guys do is I say, you have to do this at some point on your date. But you don't have to, but you should do it if you feel it, which is tell her something that's sexy about her that you've noticed and observed. Ideally, a quality not necessarily something physical, although it's yeah. fine to be physically attracted, but it's more like... But maybe don't be like, hey, girl, you got the best ass. Like, Damn, girl, person. that ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, um, it's great, I think, to say that. Maybe you're just point, stating but... a fact, you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, Aisha right. has a great fucking ass, but if I met her at first, I would say, man, fucking, you, you got an amazing smile. Like, jeez, you True. give me goosebumps. I don't oh, know. right. Exactly. Uh, it's sort of, yeah, let her, let her know, every not every guy, but all other things equal, on a first date, a man should let a woman know that she's having a romantic effect on him. Whether it's, wow, wow, I can't, wow, I, I knew you were pretty, but I didn't realize how cool you are. Or you're so mm-hmm. present, you're so funny, you're so witty. It's really sexy. Uh, just putting it out there, letting her receive that and see how she responds to it. She might love it. She might not. Maybe it's too much too soon. That's okay too. But we have to start taking those chances and, and putting that authentic, genuine vibe out there. Um, I just <laughs> I just had a first phone date with a, a woman from Bumble named Allison. Our first date's coming up this Thursday, and I don't know how this happened exactly on the on the phone date, but we st- <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this on the air. Um, we started talking about butt stuff quote unquote. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Oh yeah, we did. I'm a professional dating coach and <laughs> it, it happened organically. I don't, it's not like we were talking about, so what kind of butt stuff are we going to do on Thursday? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that, but at least it was in that sexual fun realm of, Hey, we're not just saying, it's not just how's your day. Tell me about your job. It's sort of like, yeah, we were talking about butt stuff and butt plugs. Um, 
We both have been vaccinated. We're cracking jokes about how we, we're both going to have a third arm and maybe our third arms will hold hands on Thursday on the date. <laughs> Just being an idiot. Yeah. And that's man to woman as well. It's being silly. Basically, it's emotional, not logical. Yes. Um, most men get caught in this logical, informational place because men have very logical minds. There's a whole Yale study about how men's lines, minds are more more inherently logical and facts and figures, and women's minds are a bit more both emotional and logical. So actually, it's harder for men to get on this wavelength, which is why they need coaching or why they need help sometimes. But you just have to make a decision that you're going to smash out of that. Where are you from? What do you do? Facts and figures uh, vibe and get into a more emotional feelings, uh, jokes, compliments, telling her she's sexy teasing her if she's dorky and silly it's like what your favorite movie is legally blonde oh man this date's over can't why do i always why do i always meet the legally blonde i don't know just crack a joke if you bust on your your friends balls if you tease your buddies then tease women the same way that can be that can dial up that connection uh so I it's will, really can just, I, it's, I just one little tip from the girl's point of view for the the teasing yeah. one is like yeah. just guys make sure you're not negging. I, it's like a, I just hate that. Like where Correct. where they'll Correct. you know guys will try to think that they're being funny but then they're actually like putting you down and you're like that's that's not yeah. even. Yeah. And you don't exactly. want to be like very uh overly teasing either like just in the sense of like i think of kids on the playground it's like if a guy likes a girl it's best not to push her into the water fountain while she's drinking you know but i like the like the legally blonde kind of example where you're like oh right. legally blonde fan no but you know like it's the tone of voice that you're saying it with like you know it's just a tease and then you move on you're not like sitting exactly there for 10 yeah. minutes shitting on her the fact that she likes right. no 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 <laughs> great thank you and thank you for that differentiation yeah. uh I worked with tons of these pickup artist guys who teach that whole yeah. negging thing, and it's yeah, it's bullshit. It's, I don't I don't like it at all. I didn't like it when they tried to teach me that, but I do have a naturally like cheeky, cheeky, fun, playful side, and I was hiding that back in my friend zone days, and so I realized, oh, why wouldn't I tease and have fun with a girl just like I would with my guy friends, or my yes. brother or my sisters, what have you. Um, in, in a way, you want to be, you want to allow yourself to be comfortable enough to go there if that's your personality. But it, it comes down to intention. That nagging thing example you just gave, Natasha, the intention is I'm going to use a pickup tactic to make her lower her right. um, security, like self esteem yeah, in the yeah. moment. That's it's awful. A it's a terrible kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. What I'm saying is, hey, let's play. I'm going to pull mm -hmm. your t pigtails lightly like a little kid, but I'm not going to push you into a drinking cotton, but I'm going to pull your pigtails and see if you like that or not. Also, also I kind of want to play with Again, don't somebody. do that in real life. Somebody actually did that to me in real life. Yeah, metaphorical. And I wanted to fucking punch them <laughs> yeah, in the face. Nice. I was at a bar and a guy pulled my, my ponytail. Like a stranger you weren't talking like, to? He's a guy that uh, had tried to pick me up at like he's like in the, in the neighborhood bar scene. Oh, and okay. He had tried to pick me up a couple other times, and I've always just very been like, I'm sorry, man. I just don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not vibing. Like I don't. He was actually just. I'm just not that into slightly it. annoying. And then, <laughs> yeah. but then I was like, hey, yeah, you know, I was really polite the first couple of times. And then, yeah, he saw me at another bar and he pulled my ponytail. And I just, I hadn't seen him. And I was like, who the fuck just touched me? And, you know, right. I'm like a New Yorker. I'm very like 
don't fucking come in my space. So I kind of lost my shit on him. So don't <laughs> actually do it, but I get what you're saying. No. The like yeah, gentle. Metaphorical. And, yeah. and only if that's your personality, only if humor. it's the real yeah. you. Totally. Yeah. Uh, doesn't have to be a negative thing at all. It can just be playful, a fun, playful vibe. That's the most important thing. That sort of sense of play. It's a date. It should be fun. Right. And, and all of the, all of the techniques and moves, it's really pepper. Mm-hmm. It's, they're just, just pepper on the dish. It's not the actual meal. It's not the actual right. dish. The dish is you, that guy, that woman, the, those two people together, the, the real you is enough. Going back to our previous conversation, you are enough without all the moves, the moves spice it up a bit. If you want mm-hmm. to use those, it can, it can dial up the connection and attraction uh if there's but it can't create it from nothing it's got there's got to be a genuine chemistry that makes sense so in terms of this friend zone one of my couple of my favorite friend zone anti-friend zone for lack of a better term moves is um is having a really good plan women love a man with a plan right Mm -hmm. never say i don't know what do you want to do or put it on the woman to plan be a man Make a plan. Let her know what the plan is and see if she's cool with it. But be a man with a plan. Say, hey, you know what? Are you more of a red wine woman or a down and dirty dive bar kind of girl? And she'll tell you, cool. I know a great spot for for a couple glasses of wine. How about what what night is good for you? And then just putting a plan together alone yeah. can let a woman know, hey, this guy's putting some effort in and mm-hmm. being a man, quote unquote, taking the lead. Telling her, letting her know she's sexy and cool if you find that she is. Just to, because if that's going back to one of my philosophies, what I'm thinking and feeling is what I'm saying and doing. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling she's cool and sexy and I like her, then I wanna, you want to say that to her or convey that in some way, in an appropriate way, not a lascivious, vulgar way. <laughs> uh, and who knows? You might be talking about butt stuff before you know it. And, yeah. you know. <laughs> That could be an amazing yeah, yeah. vibe for the first date. Uh, and another way, this is not like the, the cool pickup artist move, which I, I'm glad because that's not what I'm about. Um, being being emotionally vulnerable mm-hmm. on a first date. Uh, going to a place that might not be, quote unquote, the things you're supposed to talk about on a date, but being willing to go there if it's true and real. Uh, what do I mean by vulnerable? It might be so many men try to impress women try to tell stories or like talk about the cool things about them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, Aisha and Natasha tell me if you agree or disagree, but I feel like a guy can try too hard to impress and it's better to express yourself and maybe tell a story that shows vulnerability and shows something that you totally screwed up and sucked at and maybe learned a lesson from. And that can actually kind of open up uh, an emotional vulnerability on a date that can really get make you two feel closer as opposed to I, I tell my clients don't talk about the time you hit the home run to win the game talk about the time you struck out mm. and your dad gave you a hug and said come here kid you'll get him next time and you cried I don't know whatever it is yeah. uh, that's way that's a way better story then and then I won the game right. um, yeah anyway those are some my some of my anti friend zone thoughts yeah no those are great I, I also think sometimes that like, cause I'm, I'm, you know, as we were talking, I remember two, two of my close friends, um, you know, not to call them out, but, uh, they were sort of in love with me for years and years, but they, it, it wasn't anything that it's just that they met me at the wrong time in the beginning. Mm. And like one was my best friend's cousin. And I was like, 
you're my best friend's cousin. I don't, you know, I was like, it just felt weird and wrong. And I was like, I, this is, this doesn't feel right. And, and then the other person, I was in a relationship with somebody else. And so then they, mm. they, I think played the, the long game for far too long. Like th at that point, I just thought we were friends because I said no. And then <laughs> I thought we established friendship and then that was it. I thought, I thought we right. established friends and I didn't realize because they never hinted at me that yeah. they liked me until okay. like 10 years later. And then, you know, somebody's drunk and drunk calls me and is like, I fucking miss you. I've always loved you. And I was like, oh, whoa. Didn't yeah. No, I thought we got <laughs> you over didn't that even know? in the beginning. But mm. I, I know that in the people that I have found where I could maybe change the perception. That's not to say, I think some people do fall in love with their best friends and like they, that can happen. Um, but I think the people that also uh, leave a little room to not just be the total friend, like a little, I don't like to use the word mystery because it feels like a game, but that idea of, I don't know, Aisha, am, I, am I wrong? Like I could, once I've built a story around somebody, it's hard to break that story I've built around you, that you are this type of friend and in this way. But if there was a slight distance to to the situation, I might mm. be able to see you as anything. So I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> like distance time-wise? Like it's just been No, a like a distance where they didn't get so close as a friend. Oh, I see. You know, oh. if you become like BFFs with somebody. Right. It's like hard to, you're like, you're my fucking best friend. Like. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, it would be difficult with a best friend. I will say that I know two pairs of couples that were friends for a long time. I don't know if they were necessarily best friends, but yeah. like they were friends for a long time, both dated other people. And then both of them, I think one of them's engaged now and then one of them is married, have gotten together. So it is definitely possible. I have seen yeah. it. Um, yeah. But I'm sure that those guys used some of the techniques that we talked about previously and yeah. Once they realize that this is more than friendship, made that known and didn't just sort of sit on it. I think yeah. it's also Let's... good. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Adam, oh. please. I was just going to say, I think it's also good as a guy to try to, you know, keep an ear out for when an appropriate time for a change in a relationship could be on the table. Like, for instance, a lot of times mm. you meet a, a girl who seems really cool and then you find out, of course, she is a, a boyfriend because she's really cool. Of course, she's, you know, oftentimes it's, it's you know, she's, she's someone people want to date. So, um, you know, you if you find out that they've broken up, you know, obviously this is, you know, a little bit touchy. You don't want to necessarily encroach on her and her, you know, healing from that. Mm. But at the same time, you know, if you feel like there's potential for something to go there, maybe there's a way to put yourself a little more out there than you were before. Yeah. Um, Connell, I have a question. Do you think, you know, again, kind of coming back to Adam's point and your point a little bit, like to find the moment, but to also make it clear it's a date because uh, I have found myself like guys will they've established a friendship with me because they've been like let's go get a coffee and catch up and then i'm like yeah okay cool like that's a catch up right. like right. i'm not thinking of it as anything else and then down the line they're like oh i liked you i'm like oh i i we went on a date i had no idea like yeah exactly and so you because even on the date i'm just kicking it like i'm chilling with yeah. any other guy friend i'm not even 
like maybe I don't know, not even well, remotely attempting. It's good we're talking about this now because here we are, the pandemic's ending, and many of us are about to get off the apps or at least go back into the real world, start meeting people again. I hope. Mm-hmm. I think 2021 is going to be an amazing year to meet people in real life because we've been trapped inside for 15, 13 months. And to, your, to that point, on a dating app date, you both know why you're there. The context mm-hmm. is handled, right? But in real life, it's a little bit hazier, a little bit fuzzier than that. And there are three pillars that I write and talk about in my book to, to, to create that man-to-woman context that we want to assert what we want, which is to basically you want your the woman you're interested in to know, hey, this is, if I have my way, if we have our way, it's a story of boy meets girl. It's romantic. It's not about friends. That's what you want to try to assert. Mm-hmm. And she'll either be into it or not, which is fine either way. But the three pillars are, number one is just that clarity. Clarity. Let her know what it is you want. If you've been friends for weeks or months or if if it's been like a gray area where it's a work type situation uh, or it's like a quasi-professional situation and you want to meet up for the first time one-on-one, let her know. Yeah. That use the word date. It can be, you can, you can be as clear and as simple as a little kid. Hey, you know what? I'd love to take you on a date. I like you. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Want to go out? <laughs> I love, oh. I personally love when a guy just says yeah. it's a date. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, okay, thank you. One, it shows me confidence. I'm like, you're not, you know, and, and you're, you're setting the groundwork. To me, it's like, it right. shows, okay, they don't have some commitment issue. Cause to me, I'm like, nobody needs to be scared of saying it's a date. We're not fucking children where you need to say it's a hangout now because going on right. a date doesn't mean you're getting married. I'm not holding a gun to your head and going, oh, now that we went on one date to right. Crave Cafe, we're going to fucking get married down the block. Like, it's just a fucking date. Just establish. Totally. Nobody ever take a girl to Crave Cafe. But, you know, maybe in your college, <laughs> you don't take a girl to Crave Cafe. The point is, like, you know, don't uh, – don't skirt the issue sometimes. Like I just appreciate when a guy just says, and I, I should right. you too, right? When mm-hmm. somebody just says date. Yeah. Reminds me of like asking for a sale. Like when I used to work in retail uh, m- many years ago, like it was like, they teach you when you're working with a customer at the end, it's good to kind of say, you know, Hey, would you like to buy this today? And it kind of puts them on the spot to say yes or no. But if they say yes, mm-hmm then you just made a sale and, you know, they're going to follow through. Yeah. And it's similar. It kind of puts like a, I don't know if I would say timeline on it, but it makes them come up with a decision. If they say no, then they probably would have said no anyway, you know. Totally. Exactly. You're giving her the gift of clarity oh, yes. and potentially igniting some genuine interest from her. If she's open to it, she might say to herself, wow, that was pretty bold of him. I didn't know he felt that way. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I interested? It'll be yes or no. But at least you'll get some yeses and probably some noes as well. But you won't get the maybes. And really, it comes down to fear, right? The reason why men don't do this is because they're afraid. Oh, what if I ask for a date? She says no. Well, at least you have your answer. Mm -hmm. It's not a failure, right? Every risk taken, whether it's an approach or a woman you're interested in, anytime you put your cards on the table, I see that as a A plus, plus, plus. Because you're going after what you want. And as men, it's our jobs within reason to take action and, and pursue and it's a woman's job to say oh yes or no and it's totally fine either way she says no that's cool maybe we'll be friends i love having women as friends i don't take it personally so that first pillar is clarity that clear romantic interest 
Let her know how you feel, assert what you want, and let her say yes or no to that. And if she says yes, great. You go on your date, and then you get on that emotional man-to-woman wavelength. Jokes, flirtation, connecting emotionally, not just logic and facts and figures. And then the third pillar is leading, kind of um, leading, uh, pushing, not pushing, but moving things where you both want them to go, if you both want them to go there. Um, Asking for the second date. Going for the first kiss, usually that's up to the, the man, uh, letting her know how you feel if you're enjoying it. Um, and I think women love a man with a plan. You guys tell me, Aisha and uh, Natasha, but just letting a man lead and letting the woman decide whether she whether or not she wants to follow and being totally cool no matter how she feels, uh, whether it's yes or no. Yeah, I love that. I feel like there's like such an emphasis on like the mystery and like being mysterious, but like there's just so no. it's just so much freeing yeah. to just like I don't think it out there. <laughs> I don't think guys like mysterious. Maybe I, it's just me, but I don't know. I, I like to feel like I like there's not some big mystery about to be revealed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I yeah, I definitely like people who take initiative on a date as long as it's not like in a they haven't taken my input at all. But I love like if I've said, Mm. you know, I've often said like the reason um, my second date with my boyfriend was like the best date ever. He heard me say on date one that I loved magic shows. And and then for date two, planned an underground. He found this like underground magic show here in LA, which wasn't like Magic Castle. And I said like something like, oh, you know, I like to kick it. Like I'm not like a, like a, I just like to be ca- like a little casual and and he found this great place that was like a bar slash magic show and and you know it like it to me was like oh it's somebody making a thoughtful thing and taking action and mm. but he asked me he was like hey I have the surprise thing for you would you be okay with it on this day and it happened to be something that he had heard me say so it kind of like tied in very well I was like right. yes, that's a I'm happy I'm available on this date because you asked and it was a thoughtful date. Great. That's a great story. Let me share with you what not to do, Yeah, which is what I did once. So when I was first getting into this oh, and going yes. on lots of dates, learning from my mistakes, I met this incredible woman named Lauren from Match.com. This is back in the days before there were apps. There were regular websites we went on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we had our second date. She, I wasn't listening to her the way your future boyfriend was, was listening to you, Natasha. I had it in my head that I had to make big gestures, that I had to go over the top, which right. I think a lot of guys do. Mm-hmm. And she basically said, hey, I'm looking to do something really chill this Saturday. And I was like, cool, let me figure it out. Without giving her any heads up, without clearing this with her, I went way too over the top. I bought us tickets to the top of the Empire State Building. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, Were you already uh, in New York, th- though, right? You're already in New York. <laughs> Yes, yes, okay. thank God we were both New Yorkers. <laughs> okay. Um, but here's this is also part of my date plan with her. I also bought us two tickets to, to, to ride one of those double-decker New York City buses where we were going to pretend to be tourists from Iowa. <laughs> this was all in my head. Yeah. And this what? is part Elaborate two of the plan. date. Part th- I'm not done yet. Oh, I'm just starting. Part three of the date was... Uh, Oh, I bought us, or I made reservations at a place called Serendipity 3, which is fancy. Oh, yeah, I used to love it. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. you know New York. Yeah. So, Lauren, I'm like big, I've seen way too many 80s movies. 
big gestures go over the board. That's what women want. And I tell Lauren, meet me at such and such address at this time and all will be revealed thinking, oh, she's going to go crazy for me. This is amazing. And she, we arrive, the bus pulls up. I basically tell her what we're about to do. And she looks up at the bus and says, I'm not getting on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not fucking doing this, dude. <laughs> uh, and she basically told me in, in, in far more gentle ways than I deserved, um, dude, I just wanted to watch a movie with you and maybe make out. I didn't yeah. need to be wined and dined all over New yeah. York. And she, and she totally friend-zoned me, not long after. I later flipped it, which is a whole other conversation. But the point is, be like that story your boy, of, of your future boyfriend. Um, listen f- for what she might want to actually do and then plan it. But don't put yourself in a John Hughes movie thinking that I need to make a big gesture because it, it just shows. No wonder she lost interest. I, I wasn't listening to her. I was way too eager and trying way too hard. So I actually lowered my status in her eyes. Sorry. And what you said also, like the level of the gesture, I think is the difference because there's there was another guy that you know I've talked about on the show called Valencia. I give everybody nicknames. Oh God. He he was Valencia. Valencia is like this, you know, super rich dude that whatever that was Mm. irrelevant. But he had I had said on you know every date was like let's go to Nobu here. And I was just mm. like, okay. And again, I just like, I'm super laid back and chill. And, and I was like, okay, well, this is nice and fancy if that's, this is what you like. Okay. Um, but I don't feel like people are really themselves in a lot of those settings. Mm-hmm. So we did those a couple times. Then, then I had said, oh, you know, something about hockey came up and I said, I wanted to go to see a Leafs game because um, they were going to play the Kings. Now, I had gone on a date with him in November. The Leafs game was March. And he texts me going, I got us tickets for the Leafs game in March. <laughs> and that was of before, five years from now. Before date three. Dang. Oh, man. And yes, on to one end you go, oh, my God, this person is thinking that far ahead. And two, I was like, what does it say about your judgment? You don't know me at all. And you have already planned this big thing in the future when I'm just trying to get to date three. Like, I'm just trying to take one, like one, you know, foot in front of the other. And this guy is just trying to do, you know, one of those Olympian hurdles. I was like, what is going on? That's great. Yeah. I mean, to me, that would tell me if you were, as you, you must've been feeling also, okay, he's super into me. What does that say about him that he's so into me so quickly? Does he have other options? Am I his only hope? I mean, you're amazing, Natasha, I have no doubt, but you don't want him to be that into you that soon. No, because my, what does that say about... No, my thing is somebody's judgment. Like, again, they okay. were long dates. So there was, you know, an, an hour and a half, an hour. So again, two and a half hours. I was like, what do you really know about me that you're... Yeah. It's very sweet. I'm not saying it's not a... I, I, the person is a psycho for doing that. I'm just saying, you know, a little Slow much. Slow it down a little bit. Yeah, like a little <laughs> much. Like, let's, exactly. let's, you know, baby steps. In the courtship phase, no love poetry, no Empire State Building three-part <laughs> super dates. No... I've gotten the love poetry, too, and I've been like, oh. Maybe, like I, I would send you the, the world's dumbest poem if I'm going to send you a poem. I would send you yeah, like a stupid it, it'd poem. Have to be a Not dumb. a love poem. Yeah. Exactly. A joke poem would be funny, so but a love funny. poem, right. But yeah, um, I come back to, look, bro, 
act as if you have five other women who want to date you. How would you then act with this girl, even if she's your favorite? If you're, a, it comes down to abundance, right? So this guy, I don't know his story, but uh, he clearly does not have an abundance of Natasha caliber women in his life because he wouldn't, he wouldn't make so much effort with you. And that's how I felt when I was trying way too hard with Lauren, is I got too into her too quickly because I had a lack of options, a lack of belief in myself, and I was like, whoa, I've not met a woman like this. I really want to give her my A game. Don't do A game. <laughs> a game. A game is not try hard. A game is. A game is. Hey, I'm going to show her the real me, the, a, an awesome version of me. Right. Find meet the real her, flirt, chat, make a genuine connection, and then okay, maybe we'll maybe we'll go see the leaves together in three months as a couple. But yeah. <laughs> don't don't I plan it out. It comes back to your you know you, the, everything you keep talking about authenticity because. Doing that grand gesture is not authentic to anybody. It was it. It's when somebody is trying to impress somebody. Yeah. But again, if you're present and you're authentic, you're listening to this person, and they're saying to you, "This is what I like." Then, yeah. then you're moving with a level of confidence that, hey, even the next small gesture will will lead to something bigger down the line. It's like peeling right. an onion. You know, you don't need to get right. all the way yeah. that fast. Like. Ex it's Sorry, a fun, go ahead. No, no, it's a fun little exploration kind of thing, in my opinion. Again, Aisha, Adam, please correct me if I'm wrong. No, yeah, I mean, it's you're not you're you're doing what you want to do. You're not doing anything that has to do with the other person. You're all like in your own head when you do stuff like that, and you do have to remember that this is a two person tango situation. So, like, yeah. really, like, sit there and try to get to know this person that you are feeling all these feelings for. And I think also, um, you know, as a guy, you know, especially if like, let's say you're someone moving from the friend zone into potentially something more, you might feel like, oh my gosh, this amazing woman that I've, I've known all these years or, you know, for however long I've known her, uh, we're finally connecting on like a deeper level potentially. And you might be you know, excited to really impress her with grand gestures or something like that. But if anything, uh, in that situation, she already liked you sort of as a friend mm -hmm. and as a, you know, person like that. And, you know, I think it's important to remember that just like you have your own mindset, she has her own mindset and she's a full person and you are a full mm -hmm. person. And, you know, she probably isn't looking to, suddenly explode into some sort of crazy whirlwind of things, she probably is just sort of examining, you know, and trying to figure out, is this a, a good natural progression or something? But especially if yeah. you've already been friends. Yeah, exactly. Right. I know her. Yeah. Well, yeah. you just, I love, no Adam, I love. I just I know because I messed it up before. <laughs> <laughs> I love your phrase, full person, Adam. Full person to me is another way of saying, hey, I'm, I'm enough for you. Who knows if we hit it off or not? I mean, that's different. Chemistry is a thing, and who knows where we are in our lives. But I'm enough. And when, if you're a man making grand gestures in the courtship phase or trying to create the courtship phase, then it's, you're, you're subtly or not so subtly telling a woman, I'm not enough for you, so I have to buy your interest or mm -hmm. impress you into liking me. And one of my mantras is, and this is in the book, express, don't impress. Express again, express your best real self, uh, 
and and help her express herself so you guys can find out if you if your energies kind of commingle and you make each other feel those tingles feeling those tingles of connection is way more valuable and exciting to people than oh let's get on this double decker bus or let's go to a hockey game uh i'll take a woman to a hockey game but uh or i'll take i'll do a grand gesture with somebody but not until i i feel like okay we've made that actual connection with each other like we're really into each other done, i would have done i would have been fine with a hockey game if it was a week from now right but exactly <laughs> the idea yeah. that it yeah, was yeah. five months from now and i was like uh yeah how about right. we get to date three <laughs> and i've yeah. picked out your ring yeah and exactly. you're meeting my parents next month and <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so yeah, we, bad we got, we, you know we've done a lot on the on the the date stuff i what other stuff do we got to um talk about here um okay so we talked a lot about dating profiles and obviously that's not going to go away even with the pandemic slowing down so what are some do's and don'ts that dudes out there and you know whoever can (laughs) take to their dating profiles yeah absolutely i think the most important thing is to understand what online dating is uh online dating is not really dating at least not until you talk, meet for the first time. Online dating is marketing. Mm-hmm. You're marketing yourself. Yeah. The first There's a great line in the first episode of Mad Men where Don Draper says, advertising is about one word, happiness. And there's a lot of truth to that. You want to create a profile that shows you visually, obviously with photos, but also in terms of conveying your personality, shows you in a way that makes the other person on the end of, on her phone, happy or excited to date you or to want to meet you or to want to know more intrigued but again in an authentic way the the whole concept of advertising and marketing might make some people think oh sketchy marketing used car salesman but there's also really authentic marketing really good authentic value-added marketing like that that apple does or that um southwest airlines is really good at their marketing basically you can you can tell that it's the real deal they're connecting with you they're not selling you a story so with your online dating profile first understand it's not really dating it's marketing so the reason why my book is called dating sucks but you but you don't is because i once told a client oh you're not getting matches because your profile sucks you don't suck your profile sucks you have five pictures of you holding a fish um unless you know unless she wants to date quint from jaws she's not gonna swipe right on you (laughs) Um, unless she wants the, the, the sea captain from the Simpsons, you know, probably, probably that's not going to get the effect you want. So fix your marketing, fix your marketing, uh, curate, curate five or six photos that are basically the, the visual answer, basically title, (laughs) title your, your profile to yourself, title it, title it my best, most dateable self. That should be the photo essay, the, the name of your photo essay to yourself. What that means is your first two photos as a man should be really awesome portraits of you from about the waist up, well-dressed, genuine, authentic smile. Uh, basically show her that first date version of you for photo number one. Photo number two should also be a portrait, but just a different outfit, different vibe. Maybe it's t-shirt and jeans you on the weekend being more chill but also looking really presentable and awesome. Uh, No selfies, no dark photos. Um, Just a quick example of this. One of my clients who just had a baby, 
with his new baby mama. <laughs> Super psyched for them. Um, when he first came to me, Kevin's his name. Kevin's is the name I'll call him. Uh, he showed me his photos and he said, I'm not getting any matches on, on Hinge and Bumble. And I looked at his photos <laughs> and Kevin's a relatively good looking, successful guy in his 40s. But his first photo was this dark photo taken in his garage with like a scary look on his face. He looked like Dexter in his kill room. Oh, you know, no. of, of course he's not going to get matches. <laughs> yes. So um, go outside, put on a nice button down, get a naturally lit shot of you. Just look smiling, looking first date. Great. That's, those should be your first two photos. And then your third photo should show some heart. Some, again, authentic, real heart, right? My, my third photo on my Bumble and League profile right now is a shot of me with my niece at her wedding. Uh, we just look adorable together. It's loving uncle, cute niece. I have the word niece written on the photos so the women don't mistake that for my daughter or girlfriend. If you, you don't want th those mistakes made. And yeah, it's really about those first two or three photos. If you show that value proposition, uh, marketing your best, most visually attractive version of yourself, then a woman who likes your type is going to be much more likely to hit that heart, hit that like button. Yeah, I mean, Aisha, as, a, as, a, uh, as ladies, is there something that you like, don't like? I don't particularly like profile pictures. What do you mean? Profile. Like when guys on a date oh, profile, profile do a profile picture because I'm like, what are you hiding? What's your – like just show me your face. Mm. Yeah. Unless you that, have an amazing jawline. You know? I know. Do you Unless, mean like, like where they're turned sideways? Yeah, yeah like a profile, profile picture. Like guys – Literal will, profile. You know, a lot of okay. times they'll wear sunglasses and be profile. I'm like, what was the yeah. point of that? Like, you can put them seeing? on a quarter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, definitely, like you just said, sunglasses. I have a love-hate relationship with mirror <laughs> selfies because, I mean, yeah, I guess they're fun to look at, but... But if they're know. all selfies, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. the quality of pictures, Connell. What the fuck? Why can't guys just take better quality? It's not like nobody has an iPhone or an Android at this point. Why do we still... Why do guys use pictures from 15 oh, years ago they're <laughs> pixelated doesn't look like i'm like oh, you don't have a current. single friend you have never done an activity and just been like hey bro take a picture of me like or your girl right. your your mom your sister anybody we've all got somebody in our life and if you don't i feel like there are these things called ring lights now and you know <laughs> you just set, you set up a that. tripod i know we're i'm just giving any option. Sunlight. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Sunlight. Exactly. And I the think smile is so better. important. But even sunlight just is great. quality pictures, because like guys use these like I'm like, wait, what camera did you use? Was it a flip phone camera? I feel like a lot of times that happens because they maybe a couple years before were younger, or you know, they were obviously younger, but a couple years before they were maybe thinner or what yeah, they think is better looking. Right, right. It's a total deception. So, so yeah. it's like catfishing somebody. It's like guys don't like girls who do that. Right. Guys yeah, but it works both ways. Girls don't like guys who do it. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. And it, you're. It's. It's not. It's just gonna waste your time anyway. Because even if she likes the younger you, when she find when she walks into the first date, and you have a walker, uh, or <laughs> you know, uh, or obviously you look like the father of the person on the dating profile, you're done. 
you're totally done. You just wasted two people's times. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, um, I think a lot of people are just clueless and in my, in, in the defense of men, I was clueless at first. I just thought, Oh, I'll just throw some random photos that I have. And that can work. I'm not saying it never works, but you do really do need to think about this as a piece of marketing because your photos may feature you, but it's not about you. It's about how you make the other person feel. And you want to look at it from the perspective of a woman and how women swipe. My feeling based on the research I've done and, and lots of focus grouping is that, you know, women swipe uh, left just as fast as men do, but it takes you guys longer to swipe right, a lot longer. Yes, for you, me. You've got, yeah, you're going to look at the photos. You're going to look for deal breakers, right? You're going to yeah. look for profile shots or him looking trashed or uh, I don't know looking for uh, shots that, you know, where he's with a woman trying to look cool and sexy, whatever your personal deal breaker is. So you really do need to curate this and look at it like basically here are the six photos, six to eight photos that show me authentically good looking, well, as good looking as I can be, but don't overthink it. Real smile, the smile is so important. Mm-hmm. A real authentic smile is really important because the say cheese smile, because the serious look scares you guys away, right? Yeah. Or, or just turns you off. I think it's trying too hard when it's like a mean mug, but it depends because it's again yeah. like that that fine line between confidence and cocky. Like if a guy to me has like his chin up and is doing the look, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Right. But but if he's just like happens to actually just have like a business work photo and isn't smiling but looks confident and like not angry, I'm I like that. I think another thing that would be good to mention here is that um, you may want to consider your photos based on the kind of person you're looking to meet up with. Because, like, for instance, I look back on when I was uh, in my early 20s and I was dating. And I I would play a lot of – I used to be in a band and I used to go to a lot of concerts. And a lot of my photos were probably of me in T-shirts at concerts with people. And, you know, I thought I looked pretty good in them. But um, the, the, the thing is, is the people that I would attract would be those kind of people who'd want to go to concerts. And maybe that's a perfect mm. fit. You know, that could be ideal. But is it the kind of person that I want to marry or to be with for a long time, you know, uh, is another question. It is. Absolutely. I, I love Connell, though, saying that it's like a marketing tool, because like I remember even on from a girl's point of view, like of, of a female profile, when I had mine up, um, I make sure like my first picture isn't too sexy and it's not too like done up like a too you know obviously I'm a performer Aisha's a performer we have headshots and pictures I try to make sure it's not that so that it looks like approachable fun a real life person then I go into like I'll have one that's like Maybe the fourth one down, it'll be like kind of a sexier one where you can see like the shape of my body. I always have one that's like an Indian shot because I'm like, I'm a Mm. very proud Indian. So don't fucking date me if you're, you know, anti any of that. Um, I'll I'll do one. I don't even know. No, remember now. But um, like the different types, because I was you think about it from like a marketing point of view, like, okay the kind of guy that I would want to like me would like somebody who's approachable and fun, but also like, yeah, cares that like she is, maybe he's also into fitness and that kind of lifestyle. And then, but is also like cultured and gets that I am a cultured person. Um, 
So I, I, I like that approach because that is how I think, like I've looked at it unknowingly in my head. Um, but I think it's like a great thing to put out for people to be like, yeah, think of it like you're marketing yourself, like for a job. Right. Well, you're, whatever your avatar is, meaning the, the real you but, or the, the side of you that you're showing to people, you're going to attract a certain type of person. And you, I think a person should do it the way you did it. So I'll take take my profile for example. I, ba- I basically I'm I'm trying to show the boyfriend material, right? But boyfriend material through the lens of Connell, right? I'm a I'm intellectual on my better days anyway. I'm funny on my better days. Um, I'm a bit of a nerd. I love musical improv. I love tennis, and I'm a bit silly and and I just like cracking jokes. So that side of me is going to appeal to some women and totally not appeal to others. So a woman who wants a big 250-pound muscle-bound athlete, she's not going to swipe right on me anyway. So if I don't market to women who like the cool, dorky, slightly edgy nerd, then I'm not going to get anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to water my marketing down too much. But if I go for my type or women who like my type, they're going to be super into me. And then I meet and date the women who like my vibe, like my type. And I think another mistake we make in dating in general, but also with profiles, but also in person, is we water ourselves down so much. Men especially. It's like you're not hitting we're hitting her with a real clear, like, here's who I am. Mm-hmm. I am a, a cool, dorky nerd. And we're gonna talk about books and probably theater and and uh yeah, that's more than enough. Maybe tennis. Uh, but um I want to date women who want that guy. But if I water myself down or if I, or if I do like Zoolander shots, right. you know, that's going to be inauthentic and it's not even me anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to swing and miss on that. It's, it's very, very true. Um, so as we wrap out this episode, okay, so I have to go get my vaccine shot. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have kept this episode going. But that nice. means, Connell, I'm going to put you on the spot. Will you come back and do another episode on tips? I'd love to. Absolutely. Okay, great. But we want to wrap out with something else. So like, um, you know, uh, we're coming back out. I think one of the biggest Mm. things I have heard from guys in this current time is, you know, Me Too coupled with cancel culture, coupled with all the things that are happening. Guys are kind of feeling a little scared about what to say and do um, right. to not rub somebody the wrong way. Sometimes I go, there's a tiny violin playing nowhere for you. But at the <laughs> same time, I also understand and empathize with the fact that there is a line to toe and I get it. So so what are some tips there for, you know, as we're coming back into the world, guys are going to go back out and approach people um, how can they do that in a more conscious way mm. without being woke, but like conscious? Right. I love this tip. I, I like this. I got this from Brian Howie, another podcaster, a dating Oh, yeah, I love Brian. Brian's the best. Um, he has a great tip. I'm just going to totally steal it from him. Yeah. Or no, I'm giving him credit. Um, Sorry, baby. I, and I, I love this. When you approach a woman in real life, you're at Starbucks, you're in a bar, what have you. Imagine you had a wife or girlfriend and make your first comment something that if your partner heard you, she would not get jealous about. In other words, it's not sexual. 
It's not super flirtatious off the bat. It's just friendly and conversational. It's a, a compliment, but not a sexual one. Maybe it's, hey, I like your style, mm. right? Or maybe yeah. you're in line at Starbucks and you need some help and you turn to the attractive stranger and say, this is another Brian Howie. So should I get a cake pop? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds like a Brian Howie thing yeah. to say. I love the cake pop opener. Um, <laughs> so just basically start the conversation in a very like low bar for what it takes to start a friendly, cool conversation because you don't need to be super flirtatious and sexual right out of the gate. In fact, it's going to hurt you for the most part unless you unless you're really dialed in with that and that's authentic to you. So think of it not as approaching. I think the word approach is just already steeped with tension and anxiety. I'm going to approach and here it is. Will she, how like will she handle my pouncing. approach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, I have, I, have a, I have two chapters in my book about approaching, but even I don't like the term that much. I think of it like opening, opening a conversation, breaking that ice. So lower the bar. If, if the conversation lasts for 10 seconds and you talk about cake pops and then nothing else happens, hey, you just spoke to an attractive person in the real world and that's, a, that's more than most men can do. Um, however, when you lower that bar, uh, you're, you're talking about something fun and playful like cake pops or maybe it's um, a nice co- – for example, at, at the local coffee shop where I go, I noticed the barista just recently had a tattoo and I was about to compliment her on the tattoo she has on her on her bicep and i realized it said love question mark bullshit oh. uh, <laughs> and i was like oh my god is your arm cursing at me what's what's the story there and she told me why she she did it herself and it was after a breakup and i did, but it started off by me simply noticing something and, and complimenting her about the her tattoo Every tattoo, every piece of jewelry, every piece of clothing a woman wearing has some kind of story or purpose behind it. Ask her about it or compliment her on that and keep it G-rated at first. And then natural chemistry and men and women, a lot of that handles itself. Just break that ice. Keep it, keep it G-rated. That's some good advice because I, I think Aisha okay. and I would appreciate that, especially yeah. in, in the beginning when you don't know somebody. You're like, hey, let's take it easy. Let's right. be respectful. Um, Connell, thank you so, so much for being on this episode. You've, you've given such great advice in both the episodes. Um, I don't think just to guys. I think they, you know, a lot of this appeals to, to all, uh, however we identify. Um, so thank you so much for that. How can everybody find you, your book, uh, all, yeah. all the things? They can order Dating Sucks But You Don't either on my website, datingtransformation.com forward slash book or you can go on Amazon pretty much any online retailer and get dating sucks but you don't which has pretty much every tip a person needs to get more confidence learn how to flirt and get a great partner uh, and there's also tons of free tips and advice on my website datingtransformation.com Ooh, that was very ad- that, that was my that was a great voice yes. there. I was like yes. you did. yeah I was impressed <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll be right all- back why haven't you been talking like this the whole time? You know? <laughs> this, is the real, this is the real me, you guys. <laughs> um, guys, it's all in the description of this episode. Connell, thank you so much for being on again. Um, Aisha, Adam, where thank can you. everybody find you guys? You can find me at Aisha Smith Dance everywhere. I'm Adam Pilas on Instagram. 
Follow us. We're at Kind of Dating. Kind of Dating is part also, of the Frolic Podcast Network. Six Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media so slash podcast. Kind of Dating is created, um, produced, and Natasha hosted Chandel by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.